Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Aloha and welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new chapter of Rainbow Wrap-Up. We got new faces. Well, we got one new face, at least two, two, <laughs> two old faces, but at least one new face and someone you've seen before. And we're going to introduce him. But first, I got to bring back my boy, Sean Iman. What's up, Sean? What's up, Wayne? What's up, Warrior Nation? To our friend, Shane Agno, Lao Lao Head. Um, thank you for your service and all the time you spend with your, us here at Rainbow Wrap-Up. He's had to move on to other projects. He's such a busy guy. But we're going to bring in a guy who filled in for him uh, for a lot of shows last year as well and the years prior, and that's Ryan Sioux. What's up, Ryan? Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Warrior Nation. Yeah, we want to first talk about all the devastation on Maui. It's been uh, just crazy looking at those photos, looking at um, or just feeling helpless. You know, and I think for a lot of us in Hawaii, we do feel that way. For me and for this show particular there is a connection to Lahaina you just heard that uh, mm-hmm. intro, intro music that we had uh, and that is from our own Koholo Ricard a huge UH fan a former pitcher at UH Hilo a big sports fan assistant athletic director actually at Kamehameha Maui and he was a composer of our song uh, unfortunately lost a lot of family members he got out himself he was okay but lost family members, um, lost a childhood home, his family home, which I got to stay in as well, which was really cool. Really big house, just steps from the beach in Lahaina. So it's crazy that those things have happened and can happen. And sometimes we think it can't happen to us and it can. We all have to be vigilant, you know, on everywhere, on every island. This is just the beginning, you know, these wildfires and totally catastrophic. If you can help, do what you can. Like we said, it's probably best to donate directly to to the victims. We're all thinking about you guys. Um daily really uh you know we have friends that have been affected you know family of friends um i want to shout out to jess russell right now you know she came to a couple games last year with me and um she's volunteering overnight uh, as a nurse right now in maui so you know i've been talking with her and you know making sure she's been okay this is her first you know quote unquote disaster disaster relief um you know i've been in three uh hurricane disaster reliefs in different years in different states and you know, there, there, there's so much emotion that goes through, you know, whether, you know, you've been victimized by a disaster or if you're a volunteer and it, it takes so much courage for these people to just, you know, be out there. And, you know, I know they appreciate the donations, whether, you know, monetary or, or you know, you know, physical. Um, but yeah, like Wayne said, uh, donating local is really good. Um, you know, nothing wrong with, you know, Salvation Army, Red Cross and all that. But really, we can get money into the hands of people directly. Um the the cool thing you know about hawaii with like the people that we have here um i think we're gonna be okay uh you know there's a culture that you know we always take care of each other so i'm I'm trying to you know work on getting to be a volunteer there in a few weeks so i don't know how that's gonna affect my attendance in some of these games but i've got a couple groups that i'm trying to work with to get a you know boots on the ground out there so we'll see if that happens soon it's it's such a cool place and just to think that it's just totally gone it's just it's just been heartbreaking so yeah we're our group has been affected we've had family yep. family and friends that have been affected and you know we'll oh. be rolling out our fundraiser um and what we're going to do on 
Friday for the Seahawkers. So those of you who haven't heard of Rainbow Rapid before, uh, this show is, like we said, brought to you by Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, I'm Wayne Kwaito, a founder of Hawaii Sports Fans, also a former student athlete, a former athletics administrator, someone who um, you know knows a lot of the, the nuts and bolts and the nitty-gritty of the sports world, college and, and pro. Obviously, as a, as a fan myself, as a personal fan, I love UH. I haven't missed a game in now eight years almost, uh, home or away, which is really crazy. And just a, <laughs> a mark of an insane person. Uh, who's mentally ill, but at the same time, it's just because I have extreme FOMO and I just love this team. I mean, really more than anything, I love being from Hawaii. I love football and those two things come together, but you know, this show is a, a place for us to also share our, you know, opinions that, that are born from when we were kids, uh, learning about football, but also learning about what it means to be a UH fan. And that's something that I share with the other two on our panel. Uh, Rainbow wrap up is uh, die hard in every sense of the word. So I know Sean Iman is like that as well. Yeah, well, I've been a fan since around like 1980. Like my my dad got company seat or like bought seats with his uh, coworkers. So he started bringing me. He'd keep me on my his lap, kind of showing my age. Uh, so around like that was around like 1980. So and I grew up in Olha Stadium, uh, and. After UH beat Iowa, I was just like hooked. And like I bribe, I had to share the seat with my brothers and I would like <laughs> bribe them. I'd bribe them with cash, candy, toys, whatever it would take <laughs> to get me to give to get their ticket. So yeah, so I've been a I've been a fan for a long time. Through the ups and downs, I'm I'm stubborn. You know, I'm I'm also a, a fan of the Seattle Seahawks. I'm the president of the Honolulu Seahawkers here. You know, a lot of you guys do know me. I have, you know, done a few podcasts as well with you guys. Um, yeah, same as John. I mean, and you born and raised in Hawaii, uh, going to games, the majority of, you know, football games in the 90s when I was, you know, single digit age wise. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of stuff in the family. Uh, my grandmother's sister was uh, married to Paul Durham, you know, our AD in the 70s. So, I guess it kind of runs in the family. I mean, I'm used to him, you know, being there at, at all kinds of just random family lunches on the weekends and stuff like mm -hmm. that, just sitting in the living room. Um, you know, my grandparents were also good friends with Hugh Yoshida as well. Um, and Riley Wallace, of course. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, part of the family there, but just, you know, that was the stuff that we got to, that was what we had. It was, it was UH sports, you know, growing up and, you know, a lot of basketball games and a lot of my memories were from, you know, I was lucky to get to go to those like midnight practices when they allowed those. And, you know, the old school Alika Smith, AC Carter, you know, I remember that Batman Robin thing they did that year. And <laughs> yeah. I think it was, uh, you know, Trevor Ruffin, Tony Maroney on the basketball side, um, you know, met Jason Elam once and, you know, I still have his, you know, Hawaii football card somewhere as well. So nice. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of history with UH sports, mostly yeah, football and basketball. But yeah, a lot of that that yeah. history, like you're talking about, those mm -hmm. names are like big, prominent '90s names mm -hmm. and into the aughts, the mm -hmm. 2000s. So, I mean, that's where a lot of our perspective comes from, really, that '80s, '90s, mm -hmm. 2000s, and into the teens. And I think for our audience, you know, that's to give them the <clears throat> context of what a lot of our comments come from. It's it's from growing mm -hmm. up. It's from jumping up on our, our grandparents' laps and our parents' laps and yeah. sharing seats with, with friends and cousins and brothers and sisters. So that's where we're coming from. This is not a corporate 
mm-hmm. back <laughs> show, which that features any person that was a particular coach or anything. Like for myself, I've worked in media. I've been credentialed all across the Mountain West, across the nation, done bowl games. Mm-hmm. Um, but here I'm, you know, I'm a fan of UH more than anything. That is what I you know, I am. So I think that's what we share. And that's what makes this podcast different and special. Uh, but I also am a tour escort and at Hawaii sports fans, we love to take people on the mainland. Sean will be there with us. Ryan will be there with us on the road as well. Uh, Ryan will be um, also with me in Nashville next week. Uh, we're going to see Hawaii mm-hmm. against Vanderbilt. So today we're going to get to those predictions. And we're going to start with that <laughs> game, of course. Um, but before we get to that game, like I said, if you do want to go to the road, and you are worried about tickets or driving or, you know, all the, the little things that, and I'm not even going to call them little things, because they are big things. Those are the travel mm-hmm. woes that we go through. You know, Hawaii sports fans is, is the solution, is the key to be able to have everything taken care of and also make the most of your time, your money, and, um, you know, the impact that you can have in a few days on one city. And uh, when you go to a place like Nashville or Portland, these are bucket list cities in in America. So I'm excited to lead tours there. So hisportsfans.com, check them out. Those tours are, we're about to close the door for good, but you know, we, I am a last minute Hawaiian time person. If you've been on a tour sometimes, you know that. So <laughs> I'm giving you guys a chance to be Hawaiian time if you want to come with Hawaii sports fans. Uh, but something else about us growing up in Aloha Stadium was the fact that Hawaii football used to bring in teams like BYU, Utah, Wyoming, Colorado State, um, New Mexico, and you guys know what I'm naming, right? That's the, mm-hmm. the old, old whack. Um, and we've seen conference realignment and honestly conference chaos before about 10, 11 years ago when the first real crazy, um, you know, seismic shift in college football happened. And that's when UH was able to leave the whack, which ended up dying, at least in football, the football sense, and, and latch on to the Mountain West. Well, now... The Mountain West doesn't look like they're in too bad a position, but if they start to crumble, UH could also lose its footing again. Um, now, especially with the Pac-12, is down to four members. Two of them are pretty snooty academic schools that will not want to just be with anyone. The other two are probably going to be stuck in the mid-major round, but that's also something that comes with the lack of the li- the lines, right, that, that divide mid-major and and power five football. Now we're going to power four or six, however we want to say. Now we're starting to see those lines really be drawn out. And it's very interesting to see who's the, who are the haves and the have nots, but specifically when it comes to UH, I'll start with you, Sean, what what is your mind go to when you think about UH now and five years into the future? Well, I've read probably like 30 things on conference realignment over the past, what month? And I right before we came on, I saw that the pack the pack four was looking to raid the AAC for four teams to keep the pack pack you know name alive. So I'm hoping it, it looks like the Mountain West is kind of sticking together, and uh, it would cost thirty four million dollars for any of them to to move on to the pack and join them. So I'm hoping we're in the Mountain West and. Hopefully we can poach, you know, we can get uh, Washington State and Oregon State from the pack. So that's what I'm hoping. You know, as far as right now, I I think that, you know, we're in a little bit of trouble. Um, You know, being a football only sport is, you know, definitely hindering us. Um, Yeah, I think if 
if we could have our way, I think it would be, you know, moving our sports up, even if we just ended up moving them to a mountain West, you know, for all sports or something like that. Um, you know, that'd be fantastic. But I, I think that right now, yeah, we're definitely in some trouble. I, there, there's so many outcomes that could happen right now. Uh, obviously money is the number one thing, especially with, you know, Hawaii being from a travel perspective, whether we're two or three hours behind on West coast alone, and then, you know, because we've been subsidizing our travel uh, on the football side, you know, that's definitely hurting us. But, you know, I, I easily could see us, you know, if the Mountain West can stick together in the next five years or I could, you know, see us ending up as an independent or, you know, hopefully not worse than that. But there's also a possibility of, you know, potentially dropping, which I'm sure we'll talk more about over the season as it progresses as well. Yeah, I think that's something that, we've joked about like D2 or FCS, mm-hmm. but FCS. I mean, we brought up FCS as a, po- a possibility. I started bringing that up three years now running and everything I said, even mm-hmm. with the beginning of the crumbling of PAC with the USC and UCLA left is coming to, to fruition, which I said the big 10 now big 18 and the SEC presidents would not go for the pack, a, a weak pack getting an AQ, which was what makes you a power, right? Getting that an automatic right. bid into the, into the upcoming 12 team playoff, which is going to be awesome. Finally, mm-hmm. they'll expand, but you're not a pack. You're not power. If you don't get that acquire that automatic bid, that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. The, the number two thing that's, let's be honest, the thing that most administrators and presidents and unfortunately boosters and coaches, because they're affected by this look forward to is the media, um, you know, the amount of money that, that the school can bring in. And that's why teams like Vanderbilt who we're going to watch play in the sec can charge, literally $25 or under $50 for a sideline seat because they're getting so much TV money and their cut of the SEC money that it really doesn't to them. I mean, having attendance does not even matter that as long mm-hmm. as they keep their, their costs at a reasonable rate. And you know, they're not splurging like Alabama or anybody else, but that's the power of the TV money. So in my opinion, it's like, I would think that Hawaii would be an attractive addition to any contract. Like in my opinion, like to be able to say like, I mean, cause this past year, let's, let's look at what I, the, the latest headline, nine UH games, I believe are going to be on yes. pay-per-view, like nine games. That's almost all of yeah. the games. That's how, that's how little <laughs> we have on national TV that would, they can charge, mm-hmm. you know, get nine games spectrum. Right. So. So that means only yeah. four of our games are going to be yes. nationally. National. And, and let's be honest, that's not even national. That's going to be like the no, it's quote unquote pack- nationally yeah. televised. It's a, it's sports add on package national. You know, this isn't a basic cable, right? So Fox sports one and CBS sports network and yeah, yeah. CBS sports network. And those are the thing is like, that's not really coverage um, on a national level. And so maybe UH, you brought up independence. UH might be able to negotiate if with the right person, a better TV deal, if that's the case, but also, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, that's really the break for mid major is really just that TV money because you're not going to get that AQ. And right now for Washington state and Oregon state, like that must be the reality must be hard to bear because they are about to lose everything. Once this, this, you know, this, this cherry, um situation for them runs out where they're getting millions and millions of dollars much more than what the mountain west is making so if they had to go down to the mountain west it's going to be different i just don't think the pack is going to care about also having two lane unless they're saying like 
there's power in having different areas and different time zones. That's why I'm thinking mm -hmm. like UH, shouldn't you be able to say to like ESPN and one of the elder networks, like we'll always have your, you know, your latest game. We'll always get to be your 11 p.m., you know, start kickoff. midnight kickoff. And mm -hmm. that's something you would think somebody would want to build around like the midnight or oh, whatever, midnight UH you know where people would say like because how many people do wait up how many people are betting on that game um and it just seems like that's the missed opportunity but for me i just hope that in five years we are still division one but i and i also think the stadium situation is not going to be helpful for that so if we are in no. the if we do get another stadium in five years that might you know help us to at least sustain especially if timmy can slowly build year by year but mm -hmm. i think right now for sure the success of our overall programs is affecting our ability to be looked at as a serious contender for power five i mean obviously if it was 2007 i think people would be looking at us in a different way especially because our basketball teams were also pretty solid in that time too but um you know at least to get into pac 12 or, or a weekend pac 12 but right now even in a weekend pack we are not even we're not even talked about. We're not well, even on yeah, the we radar. were we were closer we were closer in the Colt Brennan days than we are now. We have stumbled yep. to the bottom of D one at this at this but it's point. like disheartening the fact that they're they're weak. They have hardly anybody that four members left and still they don't, yeah. No, we're not even like, on their radar. I was mentioning Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, like, we're no, not on the radar. Hawaii, and that's yeah. the hard thing to swallow. But like you said, a lot of success can change things around. We're hopeful that Coach Chang, uh, you know, who wants to be here for the long run, and that's the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. But he has a really uphill battle. I mean, and that's that's the hardest part to swallow as fans who can see between all the lines, read between the lines, um, and know that our we're in trouble in a lot of ways when hardly anybody's there um, for games. We had a, a Ohana Family Fest. Mm -hmm. Maybe a couple hundred people it might have showed up. They said, "Sure was Ohana. It was yeah, that wasn't advertised very well at all." Yes, so they were I'm only saying. doing like IG stories on it. There was no promotion of that thing at all. So, mm -hmm. and you could see Timmy looking at the stands and like being like you could see the disappointment on his face. There was like two hundred people there max. Well, they were showing the kids getting autographs, and half of the kids were his own kids. Timmy Chang's actual oh, kids getting, uh, getting autographs. Chang gang. The players. <laughs> so oh, I was boy. like, okay. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, why aren't we being realistic? People around the program that want to be, that want to say they are Kia'i guardians of our program, be realistic that we need, we are, we're losing membership every year. And people are, are not going to just come back. Like there, there's nothing that's just going to make them come back. Even Timmy winning. And that's the thing that I always bring up is like, even if Timmy went undefeated this year, I, I don't see us ever mm. selling out 15 K. Like, I don't think there's that many people even remotely still interested. Mm. And I'm saying maybe if all the student body got really behind it, that's the best chance that we have feeling like if like the student body was like, guys, this is the place to be tonight. Everyone's better be mm -hmm. there. You better all show up and they can, there's enough space for yeah. them. That would be what I'm thinking would really bring the program. I think that if that's going to be what brings the program back to changing the attendance numbers is what we're talking about because it's been coming down since 2007. This is not about Timmy Chang. It's not even about Dave Matlin or or Todd or you know about 
Rolo even, or even Norm Chow. It's about yeah. the fact that we've been trending Emerging. in a certain direction. Yes. And that's right. when, when you're trending in a way, science says you have to pay attention and that there's correlation. Um, and, and that's something that I think is not, <clears throat> it's not given enough attention to because people are afraid of being seen as negative, which is not, it's telling the truth is not being negative. It's just telling the truth. And uh, somebody like myself who's been to every Mountain West schools, most of them, some of them, a handful of times even, I know what the other schools, our peers are doing. And I feel like we're not even on, on level with them. And Fair that's level. what's hard. Mm -hmm. um, but with that being said, it's that time of year again, getting close to the season where we make our predictions. Last year, we're going to take a look back. Uh, uh, the, the, the Warriors finished 3-10. and 10. Um, Shane and Sean and I made our predictions on the show. And uh, Sean and I came up with four wins each. And Shane said five. And so we were all wrong, but Sean and I were the closest. So maybe that's why Sean, Shane's not here anymore. He's too far off. now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jay sure. Yeah, he's Love very embarrassed about he's very embarrassed about that and can't show his face in public. I'm yeah, sure he can't show his face without his lala head covering. Sure. But yeah. no, this year Ryan's gonna join the fray, and we're gonna start with him. And let's just jump into it. Vanderbilt is their first game of the year. It's on the road. What do you got to say? Week zero. Uh, you know, Vandy is actually a team that's going on the on the uptrend right now. Um, you know, we were talking earlier that for some reason. You know, they were they got a few votes to win the SEC East over Georgia, and they even got a few votes to win the SEC outright, which is a little bit crazy for a team that's you know picked to be last in their conference. But it's definitely gonna. I, I think Hawaii is gonna be losing this by at least three touchdowns, unfortunately. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll perform better than last year, but I still have Vanderbilt winning seventeen to thirty three. Um, I, I want to know where you guys are going to be sitting based on those construction seats. I don't know. Well. That's the construction was worse at San Jose. What are you guys talking about? They're literally seats <laughs> in the photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. San Jose, that whole sideline was gone. Stadium, like I'm saying, like, I think TC Ching made a lot of improvements in my opinion, but I think it's funny if UH fans are talking about other team stadiums because we don't have um, room to talk. No. Yeah, we have no room to talk. Their their stadiums are under construction because they're improving their stadiums and, mm. and adding state of the art things that to keep them in line with today's trends. Um, but no, I mean that's what you that's what we should have been doing at Aloha Stadium, in my opinion. Yeah. Why weren't we doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, good question. And, and the money's there. It's not like we're still working on money. They've set aside yeah. a lot for us already. Well, not a lot, but enough. So if you guys don't know, Vanderbilt um, is working on one of their end zones, which to some UH fans means that Vanderbilt has no plan for a stadium themselves because they're working. But in the real world, you can actually work on a stadium while a season goes on. And it's done in a lot of stadiums mm -hmm. because that's how you keep a timeline, which UH could yeah. have been doing if they stayed in the footprint at Aloha Stadium and just stayed there and mm -hmm. kept building. But we didn't. We chose that. We're now we're going to go to the campus, try and put something together, uh, judge things here and there to make it a stadium-esque and then have the governor say, oh, in 2028, you can go back. After we demolish the whole stadium, after we change the whole footprint and then put up a whole new stadium. Like, what are we doing? Like, that's what I'm saying. And that this is a whole different show is obviously a stadium, but that is something that's holding up our conference realignment options and also mm -hmm. having a, you know, going to have an effect on, on our success of our team as well. 
Um, but Vanderbilt, yeah, in my opinion, I, I don't think we have a chance to beat them as well, especially after last year. So um, I, I said, uh, I think it'll be better, though. 38-17. So we were close. You said 33-17, Sean? Yes. yes. So, yeah, me and Sean were Get a chance, though. though. Get a chance. <laughs> what, did you, what is your score, Ryan? You got to give us a score, too. You kind of... You can't just get away with a win or loss. Um, if I need to do a score, I'm going to go 49-17 Vandy. Okay, 49-17. I mean, they put up a lot of no, points they put up, last year. Yeah, they're returning they put a, a lot. lot. And, yeah. Uh, S-E-C. S-E-C. <laughs> yeah. Stupid channel. I hate it. <laughs> I just think, like, if we can, yeah, if they if they score really early, too, in the game, it's going to be hard to to stop down the way we just have to come out so i'm hoping the defense can can do something and and show up because going zero and one um we got to play on a shorter week because there's a friday game against stanford so sean what's your outlook on that one yeah stanford kind of lost a lot but you know they're still pack 12 so even though it's the bottom of the pack 12 um i think we'll play them tough but i i see them Pulling it out 20 to 31. So I have UH at 0 and 2. Okay. <laughs> and then what do you say, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I, I haven't, you know, this is actually one of my 50 50s. I think it's going to be wow. close. I know that the odds are, the odds are Stanford by seven and a half right now, but I'm going to go with Stanford 28 20. Um, but I think it's going to be a close one. And, you know, depending, what it might come down to, you know, the time of game being a Friday night, Stanford on the road, first game of the season. Yeah. Hawaii's first home game in front of everyone. There's there's a chance on this one. So yeah. that's that's one of my 50-50s this year. I, I agree, actually. I think this is a game that we are going to be in at halftime, like one of those games where it's like, oh, my mm-hmm. gosh, we showed up and it's and there's there's a buzz now. We're creating it and maybe artificial buzz, but at least we are starting to spark, see some sparks and we can get this fire going. Who knows? Kind of a thing. But I don't know mm-hmm. if the fire will ever turn. I think it's just going to kind of fizzle by the end. But it's funny. And just to let people know, we don't go over our scores or our predictions before the shows, but everyone's score is pretty <laughs> close. I predicted 30 to 20 Stanford. No. Sean said 31 okay. and Ryan said 28. I mean, we all said that we yeah. all scored 20, which is kind of which is kind of cool at the same time, too. Yeah. I, I just want to say that if I'm if Shager gets three touchdowns in any game, I'm buying one of his shirts. <laughs> three, just Rush, three. Wow. Three rushing, <laughs> wait, wait. throwing. I don't give a damn. I'm buying so total. One of his yes, total. Okay. That's that's the gauntlet I'm laying down for Shager. Wow. That's what I want. There you go. Like, that's that's, that's going to go on our Instagram right there so we can let that moment last. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take this one, Albany. I'm gonna, I think that this will be our first one of the season. I'm going to say 42-21. I'm not going to spend too much time on Albany, but I'm going to just – I hope that they're at least on – or I assume they're at least on the level of Duquesne from last year where it's just a team that we're just better than basically. But even if they play better, we're still going to be better than kind of the thing. And I know that's – Bad of me to assume that Albany is just going to come in and roll over. But I also think, yeah, that's a far distance to come. It is a game for them where they can make some money. This is supposed to be their version of the body bag game. So mm-hmm. 42-21. I don't know if any of you are looking at a possible upset for Albany. No, I've got – I just put down 
Okay. Open again. Sean, 31 10. What about you, Shane? I mean, my note Sean. is uh, <laughs> UH better win this game. So I got a UH winning 31 21. 31 21. Okay. So pretty close then. We've all, we all kind of have. I said 42 21. I think we'll finally kind of open the yeah. floodgates. All right. So here's a game I'm going to actually wait until you guys are done picking. I'm going to cheat on this one because I'm still taking in. I'm still taking in the vibes from the world to let me know what I should do for this New Mexico State game. Because this is a team that, first of all, we have to play there two years in a row, uh, which is not an easy place to go in and play. And um, as much as I love petting the show sheep and the cows beforehand, it is an interesting place, Las Cruces, New Mexico. So it is nice that they we get to have them at home. But they did beat us pretty significant last isn't, year. Isn't Oregon next? Right, you missed Oregon. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry, Oregon. Yeah. Oh, my Oregon. gosh, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oregon, that's the other win I had. Okay. Wayne's already forgetting the game before it even starts. The game that I told everybody to come and join us on. The- <laughs> Do you so still Oregon. have that that 15th seat available or did you sell Yeah, it? that's right. Thank you for bringing it up. If you got to join yeah. us, we got 15 seats on our and you know, that's a that's kind of a typical Hawaii sportsman store. We go up to 24, 25. We want to keep things private but also give people chance and 15, that 15th spot if you want to sit in it. Join us, hisportsfans.com, or let me know, info at hisportsfans.com, the email, or check us out on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, private message. Um, but Sean's going to be there, so you're going to have to be there too. Oregon, mm. um, yes, I do have that as a loss. Um, I'm going to say Oregon wins 56 to 10. That's what I'm going to say. What do you say, Sean? So a couple months ago, I saw we had a two and a half percent chance to win. And I'm like, wow, get chance. And then it I checked it recently. It was down to one percent. So <laughs> I I have us losing pretty bad 13 to 51. OK, so I still th- we have a three uh, mine's was worse. Mine's was worse. streak against the Ducks, though. But that goes back to like 90. We do. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. listening to that game yeah. when Sean yeah. uh, and Matt Harding blocking uh, yep. punts in that game matthew harding yeah one of the best different Oregon ever. team though yep different, different uniforms times. too they had donald on the bill knight back bill then. knight money gets you a lot yep. ryan what do you guys say ryan what's your final score uh that Oregon team is preseason ranked 15 um in the country i'm gonna go 63 14 oregon i think that mm. i mean they've always that team always puts up points so yeah that one's gonna be a tough one to watch all right, so now you understand why I forgot about that one and moved <laughs> over. <laughs> so I'm going to let you get the first stab, Ryan, at this one, New Mexico State. I think you called right. it a 50-50 uh, game, right? You called it a 50-50 because I think it's a 50-50 game, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely 50-50. It's you know, our third game at home of the season. Um, I put down a loss, actually, Um you know, oh. I think that last year they ran over us. Unfortunately, Wayne, you went to that game and just had yeah. to witness that. I think you said by yourself too, right? Yeah. I don't know. That was crazy. Uh, there's a um, video of it on, on Hawaii Sports Fans. I was going to say, there's like shenanigans in the stands for that one. Right? Yeah, there were. There were. Yeah, so. that's right. Uh, I'm going to go 38-17 New Mexico State on this one. Wow. Okay. I just, yeah. I don't. I don't see our offense clicking until maybe halfway through if we can get to that point. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, I'm hoping to be surprised, obviously. Yeah. What about you? All Sam? right. Well, I got uh, us winning this game 24 to 20. 
Nice. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, why do you? What so makes you think? Two we're and three. Anything? What uh, makes you I think? It's at home. Yeah. It's at home, and <laughs> this is this is somebody we should we should beat. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot of familiarity with them, so I think that also helps us in a way because we've played them now. This is going to be a third year in a row, or fourth year in a row playing them. So I don't know. I'm on the fence, but you know what? Uh, I think I just got to give us the win. I'll say we're going to win it 29-26. I'll say a weird score like that. Okay. So I just think that, yeah, it's I'm just going to feel it for it. Um, Because, yeah, Vandy, Stanford, and Oregon, like I think those games are going to be just tough for us. But, like, we're going to have – I think the boys will – realize that you know once we're step on the field with a team that is on our level like sean's saying maybe not a team that we are supposed to beat per se but a team that we're supposed to be competitive with at least at the very bare minimum you would hope um, so you know but this is a yeah. team that that beat us last year and they didn't yeah. they beat us well so it's not like it was that close last year either so they I think put up 45 points on us last year by the way yeah yeah i i yeah. mean that, that's why they're they're gonna be a good team that's why i'm saying the fact that we're at home the fact that we are we have a better defense and, you know, we we're coming off probably going to yeah. be a slaughter at Oregon. I think that this might be our chance of redemption for the boys. And we'll see, because this is a chance for yeah. guys like Shager and this is deep enough into the season. Like you said, maybe it's not clicking yet. And I agree. It might take a while, but this is the game right here where it's like, if it clicks, yeah. it's going to click. So, I mean, I think, it, I think we win this game I, and that would give us the, that gives us hope for even maybe a bowl game at this point. I won't say whether I think we're going to make a bowl game at this point, but I'll say like that this win is going to be like a significant (laughs) moment because we don't, uh, we don't, you know, we're finally beating teams that we're supposed to be. I mean, I think the, 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 the Reno game last year, the UNLV game, those were good wins. I'm not going to downplay them, but those are also like really bad teams too. So I feel like Mexico state, um, this is our chance. So I guess I'm, I'm going to be, optimist here as well um but then we go to vegas so we go to oh. vegas so i'm gonna let ryan mm-hmm. start with this one we remember what happened the last time we were there at Allegiant. so yeah we had that great touchdown by martyr and we're like oh this is gonna be a great game for us and then it just went downhill from there um yeah. this is actually the game that i think you know if and or when we start clicking on offense and turn it around a little bit um, I'm actually going to pick Hawaii for a win here on the road. Uh, wow. 34-24. Okay. Um, I love it. I just, I think it's going to take a little bit and that's why having that, you know, it's, it's more of a redemption. I think that if we struggle against New Mexico state, okay, here we go on the road. Now it starts to turn around. Yeah. All right. Your turn, Sean. That has nothing to do with you guys going to the game. <laughs> What we went well, last um, time too, two years ago. <laughs> yeah. So um I I UNLV always plays this tough. I, I think we're gonna lose 17 to 23 to drop us to two and four. So what do you think it is the fact that it's just UNLV at home? It's a it's a rivalry game. Yeah. yeah. Half the stadium's gonna be UH and it's yeah. just they mm-hmm. always play mm-hmm. us tough. We beat them here on senior night last year and it's just it's always a tough game they get up for us so yeah yeah and well last year the worst loss that they had last year was easily to us because they were still like five and seven i mean can you imagine they still had a yeah. decent year yeah. and they still and so they could have gone to a bowl they game. got worse that's what i'm saying you know if he wasn't that yeah. bad of a big team but when they played us they just 
they really weren't that bad. And I think that, like Sean said, they're going to play up and they're going to want to win. So I, I got to go with you and I'll be too. I got to agree with Sean. Um, so it's <laughs> funny that Ryan picked a uh, loss a week prior because I definitely think winning against New Mexico State at home is much easier than beating you and I'll be on the road. But like you said, maybe that's the week that it all, you know, clicks. Yeah. Um, for. I, I think that's one of those two weeks where it's like, okay, we're kind of clicking, returning things yeah. around, but you know, New Mexico state's got a decent team and they're, they're on their way up. I mean, yeah. you know, I know they're picked to finish middle of the pack in the mountain West, but that's still a few spots higher than we are. Of course. You know? So what's your um, score, Sean? We got to ask the Sean score. I said 35, 31. I'm going to say four points. Sean, what is your score going to be? 17, 23. 1723. UNLV. Yeah, it's going to be one of those games, though. What were you saying, Ryan? Oh, my score? Yeah. What were you saying about uh, the game, how you saw the game going? With UNLV? Yeah. Oh, I just I, I think it's, you know, our, our redemption that week of, you know, kind of turning around and the team's been around for about, you know, half the season at that point. So, yeah. You know, it's either the New Mexico State or UNLV week where I think things hopefully start to click and, you know, offenses on the same page and, and coaches are, you know, getting plays in on time and, you know, in a good rhythm. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, hopefully it's sooner the better in the season, but I think it's going to be somewhere in that point in the season where we ch- change it. So next game is going to be against San Diego State. Last year we mm-hmm. played – at the brand new Snapdragon Stadium, which is a really freaking cool stadium. I mean, I got to be there and that was really we cool. We should have won. We should have won that mm-hmm. game. Yeah, we were definitely in that yep. game. And San Diego was at a very low point of their season. Um, you know, the thing is they still finished seven and six too. So I think yeah. they're going to have... We watched have... them in the Hawaii Bowl. Yep. Actually rooted mm-hmm. for them. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, that's right. We were there for that game in the Hawaii Bowl. And they... So they had a pretty good year, but... I think this is going to be a close game, in my opinion, because it's San Diego State, it's at home. And honestly, I, at first, I thought that I, I have to plug us in for a win this game. But, God, I don't know. I, it's going to be too hard, I think. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say San Diego State just ekes it out 28-27, close loss at home. So what do you say, Sean? So I actually have us winning this game. That We're going to finish the job that we – should I did last year. And I think Timmy got something special. There might be even a quarterback change. Uh, I'm thinking 20 to 17 UH wins to bring us to three and four on the year. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I've got it as a loss. I think it's going to be a close one, but I, I think that they have a pretty solid defense. Um, I'm going to go with 24, 20 San Diego state. Yeah. Mm. So we all know it's going to be close. Close. Yeah, and I and probably uh, low scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think even think I still have a little bit of a high scoring game, 28, 27, but I think it's just going to be, like you said, Timmy might have something in his back pocket. They'll have something that'll be kind of punches back and forth. Like we had that long bond last year against them. Yes. Love um, that. You know, so those are the kind of things that, you know, will throw a team off, could throw off rhythm and change momentum of a game. But like Ryan was saying, San Diego State is such a good team. I can't imagine us just um, having control, full control, but even if we'll keep it close. That's why I said that we'll lose by just one point, which will be, mm-hmm. um, which will suck. But I, I hope it's that close too. Um, but yeah. we're, we're back on the road the following week 
in Albuquerque. Last time we were there, we blew him out. Cole McDonald had a mm-hmm. great game. I went on the field mm-hmm. afterwards and was on the stationary bike in the fourth quarter. Actually, during the fourth quarter of the game when I went to look at my... <laughs> but um, fun times at some of those stadiums. But that's mm-hmm. not a bad stadium either. And that's kind of a nice stadium um, over there in um, Albuquerque, which is kind of basic, but just nice and a nice concourse. And that's what UH needs. You know, they might need to make like a concourse that extends from like the parking structure directly into the field or something. You know what I mean? Like something that gives it a whole all-encompassing kind of feel because – I mean, in my opinion, and this is kind of getting away from our show, but I think that will probably be on campus forever. I don't know if we're ever going to move. So even if we open yeah. a little stadium, because depending on where we are, especially if we're an FCS team, I yeah. can't see us going to a little stadium. No need. <clears throat> yeah, it wouldn't be <laughs> a need. But that's a different show. We'll save that for a different a different show. But, um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting in New Mexico, but I still think that uh, UH actually gets the road win. And after all the close losses that they suffer, well, close games. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of battles. This is going to be another 50-50 game. Maybe not a 50-50 game. I still think UH just is like a 75-25 game for them. It's on the road, but um, New Mexico is not a, you know going to be super great. They're not going to have probably a ton of fans there, so... This is a chance for UH to show up. So I say 4120. What about you, Ryan? Uh I'm going with a win 3117. Uh yeah, I, I think it it could be a potential danger for us. Uh, you know, it's gonna kick off at noon Hawaii time on the yeah. road. Yeah. Which we just somehow struggled on on day games or day-ish games. I think that's mm-hmm. New Mexico's mountain, right? So four hours ahead. Um, but yeah, I think we should. Hopefully we should take care of business on the road, 31-17, so. Yeah. Um, and that leaves us, you know, with... Uh, you want you want my Sean. opinion or... I yeah. guess that, I so. guess leaves us with Sean. <laughs> so I have... This is a place where we can win. We have won in the past. So I have us playing on a win, 31-21, to 21, to go to all four right. and four on the season. All right, so we all are... The Kool-Aid is flowing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've tamed it a little bit for for yeah. you and Shane. You guys are you guys are you guys are might have been Kool-Aid addicts. You guys might have been in need in need of rehab when you first came on Real Rapper, mm-hmm. but hey, that's like I said, I'm I'm the first with mental illness going to all these games, so can't say anything myself. Um San Jose State though is the week after and that is the return of Shevin Cordero to a Cordero Bowl. Um Sean, we'll let you go first with this one. Sean, what are you going to say? Yeah, so a lot of emotion, a lot of Shevin's family in the stands. So I, I have us losing this one 23 to 34. I think I think Shevin's going to ball out in this game. Ryan, what about you, Ryan? So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a loss. I'm going to agree with Sean on this one. I think that... It's going to be, I think it's going to be a little more of a shootout. If you take a little bit of who they're returning last year and then what we have coming up, uh, I, I think hopefully our offense is clicking a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go 38-31 San Jose State. I think it'll be a one, one possession towards the end, but it'll definitely be, it's going to come down to a defensive stop. I am kind of close to you, Ryan, and what I my thoughts are, um, I also just think UH's defense, like last year, I just thought we, I would have loved to see us play more aggressive, maybe blitz 
him a little bit more, just do something to throw, um, you know, and Chevin's an excellent player, excellent quarterback. So it's not going to be easy person to beat, but I think it's late in the season and we want to win this game. It's San Jose. Everyone's going to be up for this game. Like all the boys are going to be up for this game. All the St. Louis boys are going to be up for this game. We have a St. Louis coach uh, who knows him pretty well too, Chevin. And I think San Jose state in my opinion is probably a better team, but I think that um, we're going to let the scoreboard settle it. And in the end, Still, the Spartans will probably pull it out. Um, so I said 38-35. I know, Ryan, you said 30. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Ryan said 38-31. I said 38-35. So, yeah, we're all pretty close. Um, I think, you know, like for uh, for me, like I really see the, like you, Ryan, the offense getting better as the year goes on, but us also mm-hmm. having to be put in these close, tight situations. Like San Diego, when we let them come all the way back at the end, we just weren't built for – that kind of win yet. I mean, we're so close. I mean, when he hit the end zone, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, we're, we're going to yeah. win this game. All we got to do is hold them. All we got to do is hold them. And we couldn't. Yeah. And I think that's the difference yeah. this year. I think our defense will step up, but there'll be a lot of 50, 50 games. Um, unfortunately, yeah. I think this is going to end up being one of them where we just are short. So that takes us to Reno. We're going to fly to Reno. We're going to be in Reno. Coach Chang came there. That was his last stop before he came back to UH. Um, Ryan, what do you got to say about this one? Uh, so I actually like our chances in it. Um, I don't think it's going to be too cold in Reno just yet. It's early November. Uh, I do know that ski season still has to start like two weeks after this, but uh, I'm going to go at 31-20 with uh, speeding Nevada at Reno. Wait, so you're saying we're going to win? Yeah. Wow, 31-20 in the mm-hmm. win. Awesome. Yep. Okay, Sean, what about you, Sean? I I see this as a toss-up game, too. Um, I have us losing 20 to 23 to drop us to four and six on the season. Okay. So for me, I'm similar to you, Sean, and I, it's a toss-up game. I think Nevada is one of those teams, too, that it's hard to keep it it's one of those rival. It's one of those conference rivals with us where it's going to be like back and forth, back and forth. No one's ever going to really own one side of the rivalry. And I think, you know, just like Rolo in his first year, Timmy was able to get that revenge win, but it's hard to keep beating a team like Reno. So I think it's hard to win there as well. So they lose it 27, 21. So it's actually going to be, in my opinion, lower, lower scoring. So maybe ugly. And that's really the reason why no one really gets going. Um, but then the Bows got all the way back home again against Air Force. So that's going to be mm-hmm. a game that um, will be interesting because for me, Air Force was the first team of my streak beginning October 31st, 2015. So that game, wow. we lost 48 to zero. Norm Chow's last game coaching. So it's I remember watching you on TV that. asking where everybody is. <laughs> where is everybody? And they're like, oh, you just you just you just doing it for clout. Like, yes, I'm trying to get clout <laughs> off of the the literal worst FBS team in the nation is really gonna improve my I, I was at my in-laws dressed up as Norm Chow. That's, <laughs> that's what I was doing. We were watching on pay-per-view. Oh my yeah. gosh. So yeah. I won't say 48-0 this time, but I still think Air Force Yikes. pulls it out 37-20. Um, Sean, what about you, Sean? Yeah, I have something very similar. I have a loss, 24 to 33, to drop us to four and seven. Ryan? Uh, I actually think uh, where it's going to be a loss, but I'm going to go 27-17. Uh, 
you know, they have one of the, the top defenses in our conference. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know, I, I think that they also have a lot of ball management on the offensive side with running the ball and whatnot. So I think yeah. low scoring, but they're, they're going to hold us unless we can somehow get our offense clicking. It's going to be a low scoring one for us. Yeah, I agree. But I still think, yeah, we get 20 points up, which I, I think is a pretty, if we can average over 20 points a game this year, which I would think yeah. should be uh, last year. We averaged what, 18 18 points a game, I think, was last year. That much? Yeah, 18 or 19. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 18.3 or something. So mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to at least getting a field goal more than last year, which is which would be significant. That's why I think people need to be fair with looking at what what are improvements. Um, and I think the coaches are going to improve too. They all showed green times. I mean, obviously, Timmy Chang. I talked about this last mm-hmm. year when we made our productions. I said there was going to be a game where he – you know, essentially makes a call, a bad call, or does something. But that's only because that's the likelihood of those things happening. When you're a new coach, like you have to deal with them. And that's why we talked about why it's good to have a veteran coach come in and transition because they'll be able to smooth out some of those those things. But, you know, Coach Shang, he did his best, and those three wins uh, is better than zero, that's for sure. So uh, I think we can build on it this year. A lot of it will have to do with his, him and his staff being able to communicate better with the players and, and also implement a better, a better scheme to win games, ultimately. And they're going to need to, Wyoming. To me, it's a 50-50 game. Um, it's on the road, though, even though like, I think that uh, Wyoming is susceptible still. Um, I think we'll keep it close, but I think we're ultimately going to lose because it's just too hard to go into Wyoming that late in the year and to Laramie and to win. If you're not head and shoulders above them. And I think Wyoming is not much, not too much better than us if they are at all. But um, playing up there is a different story. I've been there enough to Wyoming and it's not that fun. I mean, last year, last year, I mean, we dropped, I mean, it was so close, but you know, us allowing Wyoming, um, you know, that late score and um, Mm -hmm. you know, giving them time to run the clock down um dressed up in my up uniform boy scout uniform and then i had to fly to the airport so that was a fun game too (laughs) to remember last year um but this is is it the halloween game this year i guess too i guess that'll be the closest to halloween air force air force Force at home san jose Jose. yeah yeah. that's uh, so yeah three days before so we'll be able to We'll be able to celebrate some Halloween. Halloween, Halloween. <laughs> um, but Reno, uh, we talked about that game. Sorry. Air Force, Wyoming. Uh, I said loss. What did you say, Sean? Sorry. I got, yeah, like you said, uh, it's going to be cold. It's going to be nasty. I see us losing 13 to 41. I don't think it's going to be pretty. Oh, wow. So okay. Dropping us to four and eight. What about you, Ryan? Uh, yeah, I, I see a loss happening. Uh, you know, it's, I'm going to go with 3120. Um, yeah, we'll see what the weather's like over there. I know that we were, you know, last time I remember I was actually watching the game with Sean. We were at, you know, yeah. last time and yeah. shout out to Dos Happy. So it was the first time Sean and Timmy had them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, th- that was a complete surprise. We had no, we thought we were in the twilight zone watching that game. Huh. I yeah. mean, we, I don't know how we pulled off that win and, but we were aggressive you know, mm-hmm. on offense and, and on defense, we, 
we went out for it and, and it came home with a W, but yeah, I just, I don't see it happening this year. Yeah. That's going to be a tough one. Um, I think we can all agree on, but the, the good thing is we get to end it at home against mm-hmm. Colorado state, a team whom we've played on senior night before. That was just seems like mm-hmm. yesterday that Calvin Turner, we were on the field with him and he was signing the big head that I printed out of him at Calvin's corner. And, that was a fun senior night and that, you know, time flies by, but I bring up a guy like Calvin because it was good to always have someone like him on, on the field for us. Like someone that could be a game changer. That was really the best athlete kind of on the field. And Swiss that's the Army hardest night. part. Swiss yeah. Army night, totally to the, to the core. I mean, he was really incredible. Um, shocking to me that he hasn't as an aside, um, gotten a lot of playing time with any major professional clubs yet. Um, <clears throat> but I think he's still developing as well as a player. I mean, he can do everything. Uh, unfortunately, he won't be there against Colorado State, but I still think UH prevails, that this is the game where everything comes together. And, you know, it's obviously this is probably the coaching staff that Timmy is closest to, um, Jay Norvell's team, because, yep. you know, um, they, that's someone that he looks to like a, like a, pet, like a father figure, like a, a mentor. So mm-hmm. I think that he'll go into this game confident, but also – you know, the fact that our whole season is going to come down to this and they're going to want to win for the senior. So I'm going to say this is a win, 51-33. Ryan, what about you? Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think, you know, last game of the season, senior night, um, you get to be home for Thanksgiving. Um, I, I think you have a lot of faith in our offense, which I don't just yet. Um, yeah. but I'm going to go 38-20 uh, with a win here to finish the season. Well, I'm not sure what the quarterback will be, I think, at that point. But I think the run and shoot will be, you know, there'll be ma'a to it, as we say in Hawaiian, at least more ma'a to the run and shoot. They'll get it more. Okay, what about you, Sean? So I have them losing the last four games. So I think playing Norvell and, yeah. you know, they're, Timmy's going to throw the kitchen sink at these guys mm-hmm. and try to start building towards next year. So I have them winning 23-20 to 20 on senior night to finish the season at five and eight. Cool. All right. So I have the team at four and nine. <clears throat> Sean has five and eight. And what do you have, Ryan? Uh, five and eight as well. Five and eight. All right. So, I mean, five and eight to me would be, would be good for Timmy and his second. Yeah, I think that would be fairly successful. Um, I mean, I don't know. are there any and- like, things yeah. you guys want to see as far as like overall what do you want to see from the team this season i think that if we were four and nine and we're competent in a lot of the games like to me mm-hmm. i think we're going to reach a level of competency that i can be proud of as a fan where i'm watching like competitive mm-hmm. football i don't think it's going to yeah. translate to all the wins immediately but i think you know at mm-hmm. least we won't have games where we look so out of whack i think that coach chang made a really hard push in the off season to focus on not only quarterback play, but being able for himself to be the play caller for himself to take the reins and to assume the responsibility because he has to eat up these losses, especially when it's a offensive coordinator that no one knows. So we, we said from the very day that he was hired, we don't know who this man is. So we can't (laughs) make a judgment on him. A guy that got fired from his last job at Eastern Washington and, I mean, I don't know him personally, and this isn't a front to him. It's just the fact that if your resume is that's what's being brought to us, people that 
don't have other options, just like, you know, Craig Angelos, who I think has been doing pretty good so far in terms of what I've seen. Um, I like that survey. Yeah, the survey is good. I mean, he's doing things that are good, but the point was nobody got a, cho- a choice to see what the choices were. It was like this, yes, yeah. yay or nay, and you ha- you have to say yeah. yay. You have no choice. So it's like that's right. not transparency at all. That's Well, and that's the thing is I think people have thought that we've been real critical and um, negative about him, and it's like that's not the thing. Is like I'm trying to embrace this guy. Of it's course. like I think we take issue with the process which yes. delivered him to us. Mm-hmm. That, yes. We're going to drive that point home. This guy was selected in the middle of the night. There was no finalists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know, they couldn't even approved. publish a list of finalists or say, like, even yeah. for Kamehameha trustee, we all know who the three people are that are going to be getting yeah. six-figure pay cut payouts for yeah. meeting once so, a week. A job I would so definitely just, love. Which just I'm, for clarification, <laughs> you know, like we're, we're not trying to hate on the guy. We're just <laughs> kind of hating on the process that delivered him to yeah. us. So because that's where the accountability is it's it's there in the process with the hiring process when especially done by somebody that we already believed a lot of people saw as committing at least a few failing acts as a ad um so yeah. much so where he had to appear in front of a senate committee in front of the entire state and answer questions so i think he couldn't are, answer questions about his own department i couldn't no yeah. no yeah. And that's the thing that people need to be honest about is that's that's what we're talking about. It's it's it, if we are able to have the courage to speak freely about the situation that we're in at UH, which transparency. It's not everybody mm-hmm. think it's not doomsday all around, but it's doomsday in a lot of places because we're allowing it to go that way. I think like we said, Craig Angelos being able to step in and immediately do a survey immediately offer the two children's tickets per per you know new adult ticket mm-hmm. i think those yeah. are great steps so i'm not even going to say it i mean but at the same time the the biggest issue is to me still brand management brand identity and how it relates to people in hawaii who are at the base because that's who we are the three of us yeah. i mean uh, i think sean you said you went to uh right but the other three of us we didn't go to uh i mean me and Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan and I are not UH grads, but just like most people yeah. in Hawaii who are Kekioka'aina, mm-hmm. so therefore we follow this team. They I graduated are. from, oh, I did go to Leeward, but I did graduate from West Oahu. So I did yeah. do one summer in, in Manoa. So. so West Oahu, and I want to put another side to this. If UH does <laughs> go FCS, yeah. it's a yeah. possibility. Oh, I would love to see a West Oahu team. And I think it would make the most sense to have Mm-hmm. Um, be able to have like a, a west side, east side type of rivalry. I think that would be cool. I think people would be interested in it. And maybe we could elevate Hilo to FCS as well. I mean, if Hawaii had three FCS schools, to me, that's better than having one kind of struggling mid-major. I mean, if we were a top mid-major, if we were like SMU or, or now we can say SMU, but or like mm-hmm. Tulane or these teams that are UCF now that their power now, but USF, like these teams that are on the cusp, um, yeah. you know, maybe a different story, but I think FCS could be embraced. I hate to say it, I'm almost kind of excited because it's still football for people that like football. That's where we're trending. That's what we look like. Oh, that's where we're like trending, yeah. 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 If, mm-hmm. if I can throw in my two cents about the season, I just want whoever the quarterback is to be, to be able to go through a progression. 
to, <laughs> to go to get to the second, third, fourth read, because, you know, that's what we're used to seeing with the run and shoot, you know, and the, like Timmy and Colt, they would get to the fourth or fifth read in their progression before they would throw the ball. I want to see that. I don't want to see just them look at one guy and just chuck the ball every single down. And cause that's what I'm seeing at practice and at that game, they're just chucking the ball and that's not the run and shoot. That's not what I want to see. That's and they're going to have to, sense. and they're probably going to have to process faster this year without an O-line that. Yes. Maybe that's, that's why they're doing it. Yeah. They're just chucking it because they know they're not going to yeah. have much time. So but this is a team I think that does have potential. I mean, we we named a bunch mm -hmm. of 50-50 games. 50-50 yep. means we're flipping a coin, yep. and this could be a team that potentially could backdoor its way into a bowl game. So I think <laughs> I think looking at four to five wins is a positive in terms of we're not looking at this team and saying, oh, my gosh, like we thought last year was bad this year. Like we right. actually are approaching it from a place of we are getting better. Um, let's be mm -hmm. honest, the buzz is – it's not like it was there's last no year. buzz there is none last no. year at this time people were, were you know sean was there already was a ground Shane was already on yes yeah we're gonna go undefeated thing mm -hmm. you yeah. know because that's how big the buzz was it was just like making everybody feel like this is the team and that's what buzz is supposed to do mm -hmm. it's supposed to get people well, so excited yeah, that they he show was up. he was saying some things at agave and vine and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of agave and vine, did you, did you want to yes, tell please let everybody yeah. know agave and yes. vine two weeks from today. We're recording this August August sixteenth, two weeks August thirtieth. Uh, we're gonna have a live show and a a, a meetup for everybody that's interested out there. We'll have some door prizes um, and other things. But Sean can can explain it as well. It's agave vine, the the official spot of the Honolulu Seahawkers as well. So if you've been there, mm -hmm. Alamoana. Know. Yeah, we we did this last year. We filled up the the outside the lanai. Mm -hmm. um, it was lots of fun. A lot of hardcore UH fans. No Vanderbilt fans showed up, but that was cool. Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. You get to meet all of these people that you hear on the show and uh, come out. Yeah, it, come on. yeah I think it, there's there's plenty of Stanford alums in Hawaii. So yeah, I hope we do get, get some Stanford out. alums. I no. mean, I have do all your my homework. Friends. Yeah, do your <laughs> <laughs> so be there. Agave and Vine, Alamoana. Um, it's at the spot that Brug and what else? The Musubi place is there, and yeah. the um, it's right across from Share Tea, Ma which is Mahaloha delicious. Burger. One of our favorite. Yeah, I don't like Mahaloha just because I don't like when people put two Hawaiian words together like that and make new <laughs> words. That's literally my only the pet peeve. place. Because mm. <laughs> no. it's like, you don't, you don't get to do that. But um, I don't like Chilaxin. I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off. Well, we're Chilaxin here. Oh, God. Rainbow Wrap-Up. It's been <laughs> a long summer, but football season is here. Check us out, hisportsfans.com. Make sure you do your homework. Like, <laughs> we got a whole bunch of tours coming down the pipe. Um, besides going to Nashville, Portland, um, Vegas, that's that's one too, UNLV. But we're looking at Albuquerque. We're looking at even Wyoming and maybe a Broncos game. So we do a lot of fun stuff here at Hawaii Sports Fans. And it's always exciting when we have new faces. And we have so many new faces since this pandemic uh, which has really crushed the company, really. I mean, we couldn't fly, couldn't go to games, but it's so nice to see more people starting to come and a lot of new faces. So mahalo for all the support. And mahalo for joining us and listening. 
Excited to bring back Ryan again every week. So thank you, Ryan. <laughs> Mahalo, Sean. And for Wayne Coito, this is Rainbow Wrap-Up. We'll see you all next week. Or I guess see in a strange way. I guess we can't see you. Anyways, aloha. <laughs> Rainbow Wrap-Up is sponsored by Hawaii Sports Fans. Come join us for every UH football game on the road at hisportsfans.com. Haven't you ever just wanted to experience SoFi Stadium, the building, the atmosphere, the electricity, but just didn't want to deal with the parking and all the planning that went along with it? Well, that's why Hawaii Sports Fans is here. We got the best tickets, the best seats for you, plus we got your transportation, we got your parking, we got all the little pee-pee-kia that you don't want to worry about. Let us deal with all that humbug because that's the difference at Hawaii Sports Fans from any other company is that we're going to get you that fan experience that you really can't get anywhere else. It's going to be a private experience. It's going to be a lot of VIP amenities, of course, wherever we go, because you are the VIP when you come with Hawaii Sports Fans. Uh, but we just want you to make a memory and have fun. And that's the most important thing. You're going to put that money down. We want you to have fun and have something to look back on and reflect on for the rest of your life. So check us out, hisportsfans.com, hisportsfans.com. Or check us out on social media, at hisportsfans on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Hawaii Sports Fans. Come find us. Come connect with us and come join us on the road because there's really, really nothing like it. We've been doing it for 10 years now and it just keeps getting better.